Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. First of three preseason pods coming at you, premium price players. What's up, dude? We will definitely probably talk about premium price players today. <laughs> definitely probably is making a huge <laughs> case for a saying of the season, early early doors. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just start with goalkeepers, back to front, ash to ash. Um, De Gea at six. What do you think? Is it too much? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the best, and he will probably finish with around the most points. But yeah, I feel like it's a little too much, honestly. I mean, my thing is, if he was 5'5", he would be in every fucking team. Every every single team ever. They had to do this. Yeah, I agree. He is in my current draft. Um, It feels a little bit shitty to pay the extra point five there, but... I mean, United have the same kind of thing with City. Just everyone's really expensive, and the nailed options just like aren't available to us really right now. So, the one thing I do love about De Gea is obviously United just set up for cleans every game. Mourinho's park bus merchant, but he gets baps and saves. Like normally, we associate that with the budget teams, but they suck. And they don't score a lot of goals, and their attackers get subbed at sixty every game, and none of the attackers besides Lukaku's nailed, and obviously Lukaku barely scores. So De Gea has like a lot in his locker with that respect. Yeah, and Ederson. He, I mean, he, what did he get? Like he got like no baps last year. He gets a bap if he like makes a fucking penalty save because they score four goals every game. I mean, he did have ten, but. It's like Otamendi gets a lot. No, of, I mean, it's, it's the it's, number of saves more than anything. I think. I mean, yeah, like saves yeah. are the obvious, most consistent, like contributions that goalies make in terms of bones and in terms of like actual life, obviously. And the top teams, other than United, all and the top clean sheet teams. I'm talking about City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, and and uh, sorry, Tottenham all don't concede nearly as many shots as United. And so that's why you see that ridiculous save number. I mean, like you don't, you wouldn't think that the team that finished in second place had, and their keeper would have the fourth most saves. It's kind of backwards, you know? So it's either like, I feel like either their defense isn't as good as the number of clean sheets that they got, or for some weird anomaly reason, they let up a lot more shots than they normally do. Because if you just look at De Gea, I mean, like the last time he had over 100 saves was his first season ever. And every other season, it's been between like 74 and, well, high 90s. He got 99 once also, but I don't know. So I feel like one of those is due to regress. And I, for me, I think the clean sheets will probably still come because it's Mourinho and same defenders, and that's what they do, but... I don't know if he's going to actually see as many saves this year. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But even if his saves drop by like 20, I mean, he had the same amount of baps as Ederson. Ederson had two penalty saves in the season, so I assume he got six baps on those two games. And, and De Gea made zero penalty saves. So, right. I mean, you know, even though the bonus points were equal, like you take it with a grain of salt. But 
I mean, in terms of predicting how many saves is like, I mean, if I could predict how many saves, like I wouldn't have a pot. I would just be a professional handicapper. Like, yeah, it's, no. it's, you know it's what I'm like, saying? Though, just no. I know what you're saying. Like, I know what you're saying. It's just like it's so. It is an outlier, certainly over a Hondo after he had under a hundred for the last few with Mourinho there, a couple with Mourinho there. But you know, I mean, they 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 were like attacking. I guess maybe a little bit more just, last year than they normally do. But yeah, it's just, they were such like, a they were such a statistical like anomaly last year. Like I feel like so many pods kept kept referring to like, oh well, their XG conceded are like as bad as like fucking Newcastle. But De Gea made eleven saves this week, so it doesn't matter. And it's just like, what the fuck yeah, is I mean, happening? XG is nice, but De Gea is maybe the best goalkeeper outside of distribution. Considerations aside, in the fucking planet, so yeah. XG can suck his dick because he yeah, exactly. wins games by himself. And if anything, I, I mean, we kind of touched on it last pod. I feel like the eighteen clean sheets from, that they got last year is like their floor. If that makes sense, I, I just feel like like they could keep twenty this year, twenty one. I, I wouldn't be surprised. They set up for it every game, and and they have they're so defensive, and they have such quality defenders and spine. It's like it just it just wouldn't blow me away that yeah. they. That they lead the league in clean sheets again by you know two or three, and even though he's six, which is very expensive and feels bad to spend ten on keeper, but I mean it's just so bankable. And he was in every team last year, and you know nitpicking over point five here and there is nice for value purposes, but you need to get points on the board at at the end of of the day. Yeah, and and he should be like he should be top. I don't know two or three, like minimum. Right. Yeah, it doesn't feel reasonable to argue he's not going to be in the top three of the goalkeepers this season. And you know, point five extra isn't nothing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, every point we you know we're looking for four million defenders, like fucking crack whore looking for the last crack (laughs) rock or something. It's like no, yeah. Every point five save here and there feels like you fucking won the lottery when you're like, oh, I can do this guy to this guy. It's just like (laughs) your whole like fucking. It's like finding the the cookie jar when you're five years old. You're just like, oh my god, yeah, Yeah, I'm about to fucking you know. But the thing, the other thing, just full circle to hey, maybe closing soon with him, but. It's interesting to me that he has been kind of summarily dismissed just because he is six, and there are good options at five five, which mm-hmm. I think is like you know probably just initial kind of you know our serious FPL players' initial takes on the prices is like I'm not going to be that schmuck who pays the most for the goalkeeper when <laughs> A, B, and C are also you know. But I think it's just it's not definitely not for everyone, and if you spend eight five on keeper, I have no problem with that. You know, you you figure out how you like to play the game and whatnot, but. You know, I, I feel like De Gea needs to be more seriously considered, maybe than he. It's, it's is funny currently. because in the in our community and hardcore community, I agree. I I rarely, if ever, see him in any teams, but he's the highest owned keeper in the game by yeah. some margin. So just yeah, which yeah, it's just funny how how that all works. But um, yeah. so there's only a few other premium keepers. At all in the game, there's three five fives in De Gea, so Courtois, Ederson, and Lloris. It's one thing that I noticed just overall with pretty much all of the top six. There's like very few nailed players in all of the top sixes back lines, which is a really really weird thing. And it's yeah, like es- yeah, especially it, sorry, especially with the World Cup consideration because like right. I mean Spurs, it's like their entire fucking defense and you know City and 
you know, Walker and shit. Yeah, keep going. Right, no. So Spurs are probably have the most nailed guys. Even though their fullbacks rotate, you expect Vert to like start every game, and you pretty much know who the first choice fullbacks are. But then it's Arsenal, new manager, pretty much no one's nailed except for probably Socrates, I would say. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but to go back to Spurs, like that's hundred percent. You know the first choice. I mean, you could probably say the same thing about like City, but the issue for us now with the game week one team planning is that they were all they're all like you know two Belgian participants for right. for them. They attribute so the the options are not there for the us. Options right now. are super limited. Even City though, it's tough. I mean, you assume Otamendi's first choice. Walker's definitely first choice, but off a long World Cup campaign. Left back, no one knows if Mendy's fit or what's going on there. And no one knows who the other center back's going to be. And Stones and company yeah. are both long campaigns also. So Yeah. I mean, the 5-5 five, five second center back for City looks like it will emerge. It's just a matter of you know when and who, kind of. I yeah. feel like there's going to be that time around game week six where like Stones started two games and looked good that he's going to start coming into every team, I think. But right, right, right. No, yeah. I take your point, and which you know, with United, it's also the center back situation is a little questionable with Smalling and who he's going to partner with him, and then you know they have Valencia who's nailed, who looks good, but then Young's got the long campaign. So I mean, that's the kind of the thing with with and then I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea, new manager, it's like all yeah, out Chelsea the fucking is, window. Yeah, Chelsea is just the full on wait and see to yeah. me. But usually yeah, there's so many nailed top options from all these teams, and it's yeah. like, wait, this is kind of weird. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's also why we have not really, me or you, and tinkering and conversations on Slack and stuff, even remotely considered having a budget keeper. So, I mean, this is very much where we're shopping. And yeah. um, I, I, I do feel like Ederson's fantastic. I, yeah, I can't argue that's who against I have it. In right now. Five, five yeah, it just yeah. just can't really argue against it. They're they're going to keep cleans and having him down there is good, especially when United. The other thing is, you know, if it's Jones or Baye or whatever, like they 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 have a five five option also that you could go if you if you swerve De Gea. I mean, to a lesser extent, the second center back for City, but that's going to probably take longer to emerge. So. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't feel just, comfortable getting a five-five from City and for like at least a month, honestly, because Company and Stones are going to be so laid yeah. back that it's like who knows why yeah. or why not they're starting. Yeah, and I mean when we pod in, in three episodes, we might be like, "Bye's nailed. He's played every preseason game." And Mo said this and that to the press, yeah, like yeah. he's 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 in at five-five, that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. Loris just like also a stay away from Spurs because their entire teams is an English is an English national kind of and yeah. or Belgian and Courtois just like sorry it's too question he they're still talking about him maybe moving I mean who knows so I think it's got to be either Ederson or or you go to De Gea if you're going to spend over five right yeah I, that's I kind of feel the same way it's like yeah. Spurs in general I mean. They're almost a stay away, like completely for me, because it's just like their whole starting eleven for the most part was on a long campaign. The guys who are back are Erickson, who's great, and Son, who's going to the Asian game, so he's not even back. It's just like such a fucking mess there. And then, yeah, I don't know. I I feel sketched out with Chelsea defensive options because we everything in the world says that Sorry is going to be four three three. And I have no idea what that means for who the center backs are, where Aspil plays, if Alonso's even on the fucking team anymore, et cetera. So I don't know. It's all sketchy. It's all crazy. Yeah, I mean, so let's go over to Spurs. And since they just, FPL Towers just 
took a lunch break and priced them all at six million. All six million. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm seeing a little bit more like steam for the early wild card teams this year, just because you know you can you can go in with some punts who are going to be nailed for a couple games and then and then fuck it up. But like REA. You have to think is in a start for a couple, but Min- minimum too. One thing to yeah. note just before we dive in is there's even less time between the finish of this World Cup and the prem season starting than there was at last World Cup. So mm. I've seen people suggest that like people can miss maybe the first three or four game weeks, you know, yeah. especially mm-hmm. Trippier limped off on the on their final match, you know, like yeah, know. yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you have Aria, and then maybe I don't know what they're doing over there with Rose, like. Davinson Sanchez probably like safest guy to go for, but he also had a little bit of a long run. I, it just it seems just so questionable to be spending six million on Spurs backline for a game. They like have one. no player in their backline aside from Aurier and Bavis that didn't have World Cup campaigns and like Walker yeah. Peters, but like. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, I could imagine a world where it's like Davinson and Dyer center back pairing in the first match. Like, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense to me, though. Like, yeah, I mean, Dyer didn't play. Could Dyer be. barely and, played. And they, yeah. yeah. They also have like United Liverpool, two of their first five. Then they have two other aways. They have a lot of away games to open the season because of Bad. their fucked up shit with their stupid new stadium that I can't wait for that to just. Be happening, so I don't have to hear a word about it anymore <laughs> after this shit last year with the stupid Wembley factor and whatnot. But yeah, Spurs just feel like it's a bad place to invest. Full stop. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, and then I mean, let's just go, I guess, to the six five options. There's there are five players in the game at six five. Two yeah, on Chelsea. Yeah, so we're going to defenders now. Yeah, yeah, two on Chelsea with Azpil and Alonso. I mean, we've touched on Chelsea like briefly with the Sari situation, but. Moving to the flat back four, Alonso probably can't play left back because he does not know how to play defense. So Alonso, when sorry, when that happened, I, the first thing I did was go to my Tinker team and, and take Alonso out. It, it doesn't seem defensible to go there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that on the reaction pod last week, and we both had Alonso, and we both instantaneously removed him. I mean, yeah, Colin shots and Hoagie roll on Slack both wrote in about Chelsea's defense saying. It's always attractive. How's Sarri going to set up? How's he going to change the system? Aspel and Alonso, like blah, blah, blah. There's a lot to be seen. There's still weeks of preseason and press conferences and info and stuff, but he's only ever played 4 through 3 in his whole fucking life. So it's it would be very weird if he like catered to a, a three-back system just for Alonzo to remain a wing-back or something. So Alonzo and Moses right out the gate is just like, yikes. Yeah, the one thing though with Moses, I mean, is it insane that he might be an out-of-position possibility? Not insane. Not so, insane at all. Hazard, that could be a thing. long campaign, might not even be there. Willian, relatively long campaign. Yeah. It could be a thing. I mean, he's he's better than like Willian and Pedro probably at you know, maybe in that system with the pace and the width he gives. I don't know. That could be. I like Moses. That's he's great. I like Moses a lot. He's always always good. And that's a shot. That's gonna very get sub- very he's interesting not, to keep. He's an eye not going to get not going to get subbed off before sixty minutes anymore. His fucking Conte's gone. God damn it! That was horrible. <laughs> I wonder, like, if they do sell Hazard to Real, like, who they buy and. How bad is that for like Marata prospects? And ugh, that is just 
Chelsea are a bit of a mess. Like getting a manager one month before the season starts is not like ideal timing. The thing that is interesting with Chelsea and we'll get there is they do have a lot of very kindly priced players. And mm-hmm. someone could emerge as just playing a role that we don't anticipate. He is an attacking manager. Don't I mean the amount of chances they create? There was a really, really good article on FFS about sorry, it was like it must have been three thousand words. It was like a book. But you know, they but they, they, they kept a, a million clean sheets too, though. And, yeah, and it's let gonna. Goals. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. I mean, you know, I don't know what that means in Italy, right? But realistically, they they create a lot of chances and they had a lot of possession. So let's we'll see, like between you know, William Fabregas, Pedro, like who knows? I mean, they're all cheap. As fuck. I mean, Chelsea still has a ridiculous amount of quality in that side. Yeah, so. I think the only we'll nailed. Like non defenders. I mean, there's not many nail defenders either, but the only nail non defenders are like Hazard, Jorginho, Conte. That's it. That's it. That's it. it. So, yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, we could see Fabregas starting as the number 10. We could see fucking who knows uh, at the other wing, like William or Moses or fucking Barkley or RLC or, you know, it could be anyone. Whoever works back, the hardest and fits the best, yeah. Yeah, but let, let's go back to the defense, though. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Azpil is certainly going to be nailed over there, probably right back, I would assume. But probably, you know, six five, but, you, yeah. you don't, you don't. I don't think you want to go there. It's just there's there's too too many question marks. Like Rudiger Moses, both at six. It's just like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, the thing with Azpilicueta is like he'll probably play right back, but he's their best center back by far. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna like value more height there. It's just right. That's the thing. It's like I feel like I feel like their defense is worse by moving him to right back because he's their best center back and starting two of Rudiger, Kale, Louise, Bodker is not great. Could be okay. I mean, they're still good players, but I just feel like Aspel is like so vital in the center for them. Uh, you know, uh, and we got used to him playing in, in, as a center back, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still good, but it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's t- it's just, uh, uncertain, it's, uncertain. It's, yeah, with Chelsea, we're just like chasing our tails. It's, yeah, so yeah. it's so much speculation, and you got to. I mean, he came over with his boy Jorginho. You got to assume that they're gonna they're gonna buy some players too. So we'll have to see. Um, and then so then City has the other a couple other six five options with Walker and Adamendi. <laughs> Do you think there's anything there? I mean, Walker, we can't go for because the game of one situation. But I mean, Ottomendi, what do you, does he do anything for you? I mean, I think it's a totally reasonable pick. I mean, I'm still waiting for the day for him to get his red cards, and he, he finished back to back to back seasons on nine yellows and makes approximately nine red card challenges per season. So maybe that'll happen this year. But he is a real goal threat, and he's incredibly good on bonus, even though he gets the yellow cards. Because of his aerial battles and his passing percentage and stuff like that, so I think he's a totally reasonable pick. I just prefer Ederson for a million cheaper. And Walker's incredible; he's fantastic. But you just can't you can't start the season with him because he's not going to start the season. You know? Yeah, I mean six assists last season for Walker. That's pretty pretty hefty total. And just from so nailed. Like he's just. Yeah. He's an absolute machine who just like never tires. He's just like yeah. ninety every fucking game. Yeah, he he's someone to monitor. I think when the season goes on, if it looks like you know, it'd be amazing. The city attack, price drop the, the, too. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the city attackers are very expensive. So, you know, going two and a defender, but, you know, you could go, you could go one and two defenders, possibly more value there. Yeah. I'm not sure, but. It's interesting. Yeah, like, there's no one really. There's no one highly owned. Sorry to cut you off on the in the city backline. I mean, Ederson leads the way with seventeen percent. Automendi's next at nine percent, and then like nine, Walker nine, and Stones are just owned for like because people are English and watch the World Cup and stuff. But yeah, nine's not that low for a defender. It's not though, that it? low, but I mean, they're just, on paper like they should be by far the best team in the league. Again, it'd be sort of surprising if they're. Not, you know. Yeah, I feel like now with the sorry coming in, people are going to start switching out as Polquetta and Alonso, and maybe getting one of them instead. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they're getting Ottoman. Yeah, I mean Ottoman is you know four goals last season. Definitely that he always hits that bonus point pass completion with like the numbers or whatever of like ninety percent. Always he gets so many, but. I mean, I I hate him. You you know, I can't stand the player. So he's he's not an option for me, but. But but yeah, I mean six five. You know he's going to get points. He's going to he'll get a couple goals. He's he's a pretty safe pick, I think. Yeah, I, th- I um, agree with that. And then last guy Tony V over at United. I mean he's he's in my team. He has been in my team for a while now. Yeah, he's just another machine like component who is always in there, and we know he, Mourinho loves him. Yeah, he's just so nailed. Just always been nailed, and like yeah. No rotation risk at all for Tony V. And yeah, I mean, he just missed a couple games when he in like Christmas or something last season, and then he got that. I think he got that injury late on or something like this. Maybe yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar to me. But but yeah, I mean, he somehow got three goals last year. Normally, whenever he takes a shot attempt, it's like four thousand feet over the bar or something. <laughs> but I remember he, he scored at least one like ridiculously insane ridic- worldie yeah, last no, season, but ridiculous. I can't remember who. It was like some insane rocket, like from a diag, like crazy. It was just I don't remember the game or, or who. I just have like the image in my head. But yeah, he, yeah. So I mean, you know, he's just another like good floor option. Another Mourinho team like doesn't get too many cards. You know, you know, three goals, one assist last season. Like I mean, nothing to write home about, but. He put some crosses and maybe one assist is a little low. I mean, I guess they're going to Rom, so it's troublesome for him. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny for a former attacker. He's not really close to being one of the like premier attacking fullbacks in the league. He, like, not even in the conversation really. But he does get a few attacking returns. But the really important thing is he's nailed in a Jose Mourinho side, so he will get. Double like high double digit clean sheets every season, and yeah, that that's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I like him definitely the most out of the six five options now that uh, Alonzo is not a wing back anymore. Um, he just feels like a safe guy, good guy. He's super safe. Yeah, super safe. Yeah, and then I mean sixes. There's a there's a lot of six million defenders in the game. Kind of did a blanket Spurs thing. I don't think we really need to go in depth to that too much more. But uh, main interesting thing at six, we have Van Dyke and and Rabo. Um, yeah. Seeing one of them in a lot of teams, which they should be in a lot of teams because they're both excellent. Where, like, gun to your head, where would you go? I'd go Rabo. Yeah, you just I mean, think v- the DVDs do. Obviously, anyone who <laughs> listens to the podcast knows how do he is, and he's great. And since he came in, Liverpool's defense has been incredible. But and Rabo's attacking numbers are just ridiculous. Like they're he, he, yeah. so good. Like double digit assists are in the mix. And that's crazy that, for someone on a good yeah. defense. 
I mean, double digits, that's a, a little aggressive for my taste, but it's the thing with Robbo that is unlike a lot of the other fullbacks when they get assists is like, I expect him to get assists because the eye test is just, the balls that he whips in are just outstanding. And yeah. he really poured on the, a lot of those attacking returns like at, towards the tail end of last season, but he just, the player just grew in confidence and he was secure in his role and he was just, so good. If like Salah didn't score seventy goals last year, Robertson he's does I feel like doesn't get enough accolades. I mean, he came from yeah. like Hall, and yeah, actual <laughs> relegation team for yeah. like sub ten million transfer, and just yeah. I mean, like arguments can be made that he was the best left back in the se- in the Premier League last season, and like, is there an argument against? Who would yeah, be better I, than I him? just said that because I couldn't think of anyone else. Oh yeah, I was no, just being I think polite, but like, yeah, I mean, he was, if you throw out the wing back guys on the left side, like from just a left back in a four yes. X system, he was yeah. ridiculously good. Every game, he was like a man of the match, like conversation. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Also, you normally we associate like like baseline bonus, meaning like non attacking. Bonus things that defenders do with center backs because they're just in the middle and win more aerials and more tackles and stuff like the that. Passing. But, the passing's the big and the passing, but Rabo and VVD were the same last season and like you know minutes to baseline bonus and stuff like that and just shows like how much good work he does defensively also. And then you tack on the attacking returns, like he's a real guy on bonus points. Like he he got a lot of bonus points last season and. Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing too with Robertson's like, just by the nature of how Liverpool play and dominate games, he's like kind of out of position. If that makes sense, just like Trent on this, like he's fucking yeah. in the final third so much. Yeah, in the course of the game, like you know they have possession in the final third so much. Like, so he's Van Dyke, obviously due for maybe thirteen goals this season, but. <laughs> It's just if you can get that really genuine threat from open play returns versus someone who's only going up for indirect set pieces, like and the bonus points, like you're saying, are basically equal. Then I think you got to go for that left back. Yeah, I think so. And and you got to go for glory. And just hammering it home is that is like how good Liverpool defense was after Van Van Dyke started starting. You know and. That's obviously the the base with which we're building an argument for Rabo, where it's just like starting from uh, January twenty third, gaming twenty four, when VVD started, that the most cleans, least goals conceded, uh, VVD most cleans for all defenders since then, Rabo second, and Rabo most assists since then, most big chances created since then. It was just like ridiculous change changing of the team, so. I mean, all things are trending upwards for Liverpool defenders. Yeah, except they except really Laura's need carries. to buy that Ali son. Oh my really god! Really need to dude. purchase that guy. So sketchy. Um, I mean, that howler, that howler from Carius is just like, are you fucking? Yeah, we don't, we don't need to go there. We all, we all saw, it. we all know about it. Um, so then you got Mendy at six, just completely fitness dependent. But yeah, great pick if he's fit. Yeah, obviously someone to keep an eye on because. In the 14 minutes he played last season, he looked like scoring a goal in every third minute. Um, and then Young, same boat. I mean, he's just such a good pick, even though they have the best left back in Europe and Luke Shaw on the team. He's, but he's not going to be there for game week one, so that's not an option. Smalling, Smalling in my team right now 
feels again much like Valencia, just a very end to hey. I mean, I have three United defenders. Obviously, we'll go there at the end, but very safe. He had a lot of goals last year. I mean, he yeah. had four goals. Yeah. Smalling, Michael oh, Smalling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So four good. goals, and and they were not all own goals. I think there were actually goals in the opposing net, which is very good for him. <laughs> and he and he he was also nailed, which it didn't really seem like it until I looked back at the numbers. Uh, like in my head, I was like, "Yeah, but their center backs were kind of like a pain in the ass." Blah blah blah. blah. But he only missed four matches starting with game week seven, and they were Christmas. Yeah, three of them were Christmas rotation, and one was rested for the last match of the season because they had the FA Cup final. Bonus yeah, was, magnet, yeah. attacking threat. Like Smalling's a great pick. Small, yeah, it's, I never thought I would say that. Or, I mean, I also hate him. I think he's kind of, I don't know. But last season, though, honestly, like we were having a good smalling chat on Slack a couple days ago. He just like kind of crept up on me. Like, I didn't realize until the season ended, and I was really like thinking about all the performances that I saw him have in United in the season. Like, he was a rock. He was fucking good last year. Like, yeah. he deserves some credit. Like, he kind of. Is always much maligned, and you know they have a new manager every year, and they're kind of a topsy turvy mess. But he was very good last year, so he maybe just took a step forward. I mean, center backs mature later. You know, he's been in and around the conversation for a really long time. But Smalling looks really good to me. I mean, I'm, well, I'm, what like, would have to happen for you to worry about him being not nailed? If he like played eight minutes in preseason, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm he, just saying because no, like I don't obviously. Know. We 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 throw around the word nailed a lot because he feels very nailed. But in terms of guys who are like one trillion percent actually a hundred percent going to be the starters, it's still like there's still Phil Jones and Bai, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. But but that's based off of nothing. That's like based the off information of that's based off of Bai is the best defender on the team, and Phil Jones usually starts when he's fit. Yeah. But, Mullins. I I agree. He's nailed. I'm just throwing it out there for like no. That's valid. I mean, it's not who, like we have this conversation about Van Dyke. Like there are other good players right. that could take. Like you know, it's no, it, totally. But the other thing, right? I mean, we'll see what happens with preseason and whatnot. But you know, at the six million defender price, like if he misses a random game, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? There are like 18 other options I can go to. So right, kind of like what we talked about last week with just like. Positional flexibility, yeah, like not, thinking less about the player, more about like the slot. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very cool. fair. Very fair. Why don't we do the fun? Let's do. Dude, defense. Young is such. A, I wish I could have Young over Valencia, but I just can't because of no, World Cup. Yeah. Young I mean, is that's, five that's million gonna be, times better attacking than Valencia. It's so annoying. That's going to be like game week five, like freeing up point five downgrade. I can't wait to make it. Yeah, I can't wait to make it. Um, do you want to do so, five fives now, or should we do fives and five fives next? Pod. Let's, let's do, do five that. and five fives next. I think. Okay. Okay. So or I don't in. know. There's a lot of five fives. There's what too many fucking defenders. I don't. I'm actually tired of talking about defenders. I want to get into. Okay. Those let's ones. do five and five five next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. What what defenders do you have right now? Just a recap in your I current have, tinker. I have Robbo, Van Dyke, Smalling, Valencia, and Tompkins, and I have De Gea. Holy fuck. Yeah. All in, baby. <laughs> it's time to learn from lessons and not just malign that I suck at FPL every year. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super heavy hitting right now too. I have Ederson, Valencia, Rabo, Smalling, Coleman, and Tompkins. Yeah, we'll talk about Coleman next week. I like that pick. Okay, midfield. So I mean, 
Most so premium we're basically considering like eight and a half and up. Yeah. So yeah. Sala, I mean, I feel like we talked so long about Sala last yeah. last pod. I mean, what what more is there to say? I mean, one thing that I I thought about when I was thinking about the pod tonight is like, like no one has really talked about like World Cup slash fitness worries for Sala, which is a little weird because he was definitely not a hundred percent fit when he played in the World Cup. He was like clutching his arm and not falling on that shoulder that Ramos fucked up. Yeah. So and that's just something to monitor a little bit. I think, yeah, but at, at minimum, we'll have the information by the end yeah, of preseason. We'll have that so that, that's, but no, I mean, take your point for sure. He's, you know, he missed a game. He's like, who knows the shoulder situation. But, you know, 13, we, 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 I don't think we need to really shine more light there. We will tease a, a little write up article that will come out in a few days within the next couple of days um, about just different team structures and teams you could get with Salah. Kind of is it's a kind of interesting little thing. I mean, yeah, a little deep dive from Walsh. I'll post it on the website fmlpl.com. Yeah, I mean it's things that me and you have been talking about, and it was kind of just an aggregate of like our thoughts on yeah the different Salah teams that we've we've bandied about. But it just puts it in one organized place. And the thing that's interesting about looking at it like this, and will come out soon, is that it was broken up into team structures. So. There's always going to be a hole somewhere. There, I mean, there's no such thing as like the perfect team that everyone agrees on, but it's where the hole is and where you you place the risk, right? Um, which is just interesting, and hopefully you guys like it, um, or you just don't read it and fuck me. But <laughs> that's Pass. also an option. Do you have Salah as of now? Last yeah, yeah. I, I, I came to I came to the light of the yeah, Allah Allah God of Salah. Yeah, um, exactly. So Razzy Boy at eleven. I mean, we touched on Raz a little bit. It's a little bit interesting, just because. I mean, he earns the absolute fuck out of an eleven million price if he replicates what he did last year. Which right. no I mean, one's he had talking 230 about. Two hundred thirty points is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, no one's talking about it. Just they're kind of just like, oh, eleven. That's crazy. I'm not going there. Is it defensible or is it just indefensible? I think it's defensible. I just think. Well, obviously, World Cup makes it indefensible, I think, to start your team with him because he just had a long campaign, played a lot of minutes. He probably won't be in game week one. <laughs> have to, I feel like we have to like put that warning out there for like half of this episode. But it's also just a little sketch that they're, they got Mares, who I at least traditionally think of Mares as playing like basically the same position as Sterling. Like he's less like an in the box second striker, but. For Lester, most of the time, he was definitely like a right-sided playmaker who'd cut in. I mean, he he played some number 10, too. But I wonder if there's like a shout for maybe more rotation in in that position. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because Mahrez, this is the other thing, right? So Sterling had a... (laughs) He scored so many goals last year, and he's he's never really like done that. And I don't genuinely feel like from watching him all season that he like made a step up because he was still doing the same things I've always seen him do of just like fucking idiotic decisions and bad first touches and fucking up big chances. The volume that he got though is just off the charts. That's what I was gonna say. Is like he's had like roughly the same like goal conversion per 90 to X goal per ninety ratio. Of just but, like he, yeah. he's not that good a finisher. Like he doesn't turn 
his low XG into a high number of goals, but he just had so fucking many last season that, like, he still finished at the same rate. He just had more shots and more chances and stuff. And Mares is literally the exact opposite of that kind of player to me. He seemed to have extremely low volume of chances playing for Leicester, but yes. when he's running on the break with the ball at his feet and it's like a three-on-three three or something, you're like, this is going to be fucking a real thing. Right. But when Raz is doing that, I'm like, I think like, oh, how is he going to fuck this up? <laughs> so right, right, right. I feel like Mara's at nine is flying a little under the radar. I mean, he's in a decent amount of teams. He's in nine percent of the teams right now at the time of this recording. But he's going to be nailed to fuck at the beginning of the season and first like two he, or three game weeks probably. Yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, Sterling doesn't feel like he has a lot of potential to outperform an eleven million price tag. But I mean, Mara's had twelve and thirteen last year. And he played for an absolute dog shit team with no man. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So it's really exciting to extrapolate that yeah. onto like a city team. It's like, what the fuck? Like, could he score 20 goals? And it wouldn't be like, you know, he's so good. He's just yeah, such a good The thing he's so with Mars is I would be surprised if he scored 20 goals because I don't think, I don't think he's going to play the Sterling role. I think. They're getting him as like a creative number ten or something like that because like centrally, yeah, some like a hmm. Dilva role or something like that. If Pep can make him work harder, <laughs> which I mean they would have discussed before signing him. So I just don't. I feel like Raz is just like constantly in the box making like far post run. Like he he scores tappins, you know. Whereas Mara's like dribbles in from outside of the box and scores like a curling worldie yeah, from 20 if it, yards. If it's not on a fast break. Right, if it's not on a fast break. And it's just like so those are two very different That's things fair. from my mind. You know, no, it's you're, like you're right. You're right. I mean Sterling does create the chances for himself as yeah, well. It's like his movement and pace and Mara's is not that at player. that. Being I mean, at they the do right three, place five, in the two? right time is one of Sterling's like greatest attributes, and like Mars doesn't really do that kind of stuff. But I don't would they know. They go so, back to doing like the three five two thing, and they they would play him off Kuhn or something. Is that possible? That'd be crazy, but kind of sick. And they just bomb Jesus out because, as we already established, Sterling's just a better version. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. City, I mean, ugh, city are so good. City are just, <laughs> what are they going to do with yeah. Mars? Who knows? It's yeah, going to be good. Just, yeah, he's just going to be great. And then, I mean, Sane too. It, it's like Sane and Mars. Now, now, I think I would probably just go with Mars for the point five less because I feel like I just feel like Mars has more goals in him than Sane. I'm on Sane right now. Yeah, you are. Mm. I mean, I still I, like Sane, but I. I it's like with Sane, you're buying the step forward, and with Mars, you're just buying like. If he's in the team sheet, you know, right, right, right. I mean, like Mars is, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, I'm just like you mentioned this already, but just trying to compare Leicester and City are just ridiculous things that no one could possibly do. They actually scored 50 more goals. (laughs) It's like there's no comparison in play style and teammates and just anything. So it's so hard. And fun to imagine, like what Mars could or could not do in that. Yeah, I mean both are, both are fine. I mean Sane yeah, is splitting picks. hairs. Both are good. And then I mean De Bruyne a ten. We we're gonna have to wait on him, but he's again very just high floor, you know, medium ceiling, just nailed bankable asset. I mean a ten is, I think ten is a kind price. I, I really yeah. expected him to be ten five. I don't understand how they 
price Hazard higher? Do they just think maybe he's going to play out of position? I don't know. But um, I mean, Hazard maybe out the door. Do you, do you want to talk about him or just kind of give him a miss? He's got the I World mean, Cup shit. I don't know. If there's anyone that gets me really excited, if he stays, like I think sorry bringing the most out of Hazard is probably more exciting than like any other player. I mean, he just, could play central. Yeah, I mean, he could Mertens and just be like a central forward. Or Insigne, who shot more than fucking Kane last season yeah. and cutting, playing the same position where Hazard traditionally plays. So who knows? Maybe it's a fucking 20-goal season for Hazard if, if he stays and with Sarian, but He's got pens. He's got pens, but he, uh, he like Sterling, Hazard, and Kev, all three of the guys in the between 10 and 11 are all should not be in your game one game week one team because of the World Cup. So is that just a, a subtle dig at Alexis? No, I mean it's actually <laughs> it's sort of a segue to Alexis because like a lot of people on Slack are talking about Alexis as a placeholder to just start the season with him. He might play out of position if if Rom isn't playing, and then you can switch to like a probably in our opinion better pick and. Cav or Hazard and hold them long term when when they're back. Yeah, I mean, totally, what do you think about that? totally a fine way to play. And I mean, I wish I could do that, but the way my team is right now, I just like can't afford it. But I, the problem with Alexis, I think, is that he had like one incredible FPL season. I think he's an incredible player. I love him. I think he's fantastic. But the only good real. Cracker FPL season he had was when he was playing as a striker, as a lone striker up top. And I mean, watching him in his role towards the end of last season with United, I mean, it was almost like he was given a directive if you step one foot into the box, I will sub you out from the manager. (laughs) Because all he would do is like drift around where the fullbacks are, like where Ashley Young is or whatever, and just send in little, little curling fucking whatevers to like whoever. I don't know. It's just like I didn't like what I was seeing out of his role that much. And if he's playing up top instead of Rom, then I'm very interested. And then I might have to shift some things around. Because, like you mentioned, I mean, if if you get like three or four games out of him playing up top for a decent creating side like United, and then you just shift him for one of the World Cup guys when they come back, who, I mean, they're all probably better options. I mean, that seems. That seems kind of that's shit. great. Yeah, that's yeah. like a great little combo meal that I would happily take part of. But we, I just don't know yet. We need more info on where Alexis is playing. Otherwise, I think he's just a bad pick. <laughs> he's yeah, just I mean, like not not worth ten five. I mean, the other thing is just thinking of spending double digits on any Mourinho attacker when there are so many sexual options elsewhere is just dumb. It's and I think folly. it's just like. United fans or or whatever, it's just doesn't make it's not logical. So I don't know. Um, what do we got? Then we got so Erickson that's all the double digit mids, and then there's yeah, Erickson there's a group of guys Ollie. between eight five and nine five. Yeah, Erickson. I mean, I'm on Erickson still. Um, obviously, a little bit concerned about their most of their first choice team on the World Cup stuff, but I mean, you know, Denmark. I mean, he scores for fun for Denmark and. Their Tottenham reserve team is fifty times better than Denmark's team. So <laughs> I'm not like 50. that. Conce- I'm just not that concerned with Ericsson. Like he's going to be fine. And even if they, I mean, they weren't blowing teams away last year, and he was incredible. So they'll probably continue more of the same, and he'll probably be incredible. So 
I still have him, and I feel like he's fine. Um, he's definitely fine. I mean, I'm a little concerned. I don't know the actual number, but I wonder, like, how what percent of his assists went to either Kane or Ali is like probably very high or son all who won't be there. And I'm just like, I'm not sure who's finishing his, his chances created this time around. Like maybe, just yeah, maybe he'll, maybe he'll shoot more. I don't know. Maybe he'll just shoot more. Yeah. yeah. That's very it's, reasonable. It's, I, they're obviously don't love that. But again, like mentioned since the end of last season pod post more, I'm like, he's the kind of player I want to try and be disciplined and just leave for a while as long as he's fit. So I don't really right. want to do like a placeholder thing with him when he's fit, just because I'm like maybe a little concerned that they don't have like you know a couple they, of. Their... They also have really bad fixtures. Must be yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, must be said. That's a fair thing to say, Alon. Good job by you. <laughs> but you know, fucking Ericsson, dude. He he does it for Denmark and they're dog shit. So I'm like, whatever. He's good, dude. Yeah, he's just yeah, good. That's fair. And, he's just good. He's yeah. just Prince points. Yep. And then Ollie, I definitely don't want to talk about Ollie. For I mean, the other nine fives are Mane and Sane. We already oh, talked Mane, about Sane, about but Mane, Mane, we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah, I mean, get in there with Mane. We gotta gotta give give him a minute or two. Yeah, Mane. I mean, I don't think there's that much to say. I think he's shown that he will pretty consistently score between like 140 and 160 or 170 points. Maybe I think he's a very solid pick. I think you kind of have to hold him long term because his role fluctuates and he's not in the box as much as maybe he was for Southampton, shooting as much and stuff like that. But he's just great. He's a great pick. It just feels like he's going to, yeah, he's very difficult for me to analyze because yeah. we he's such a like form player, like streaky player, I feel like, where he goes four or five games and you're just like, what are you doing? And then yeah, he has four or five games. on the pitch. Yeah, and then you have four or five games where it's like, holy shit, like why don't you always do this? But I nine five is just there's so much in and around there. Little, it's hard it's to have Salon and even consider it, I think. And I feel kinda similarly with Bobby. Like I feel like like how many more points can Mane and Firmino score? I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure like how many more chances they could get over the course of a season than they did last season. Yeah, you know and I mean? I mean, Mane only had 10 goals last year. He was profligate in front of goal. He probably should have had more like 14 or so. So I do yeah. feel like Mane has a like, more, if I had to pick one who's going to do better, I would definitely pick Mane. Because I think Firmino. 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 Yeah, I, I really feel right. like, from, like that was an obscene season from Firmino. Yeah. I mean, how many games did we see him take one shot on target and score? Like that was so, I felt like, like that was seven fucking, in a yeah, row. Like, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it didn't, anyway. I, I I just have a tough time with Mane because I just feel like Salah's so much better. Is the captaincy option? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I think he's a very very acceptable pick who has a very high floor of points. Yeah, it's just it's I I agree with you. It's a really hard thing to like evaluate. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's a tough one. And then so it's we have one. two eight five options with Dilv and Bugga, praying mantis god legend leader. Yeah, because San is just. In Asian games, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have I have Ozil as, right, as of right now. Son is playing for his freedom. Wow, you have Ozil, dude. How did you? I, I don't have him, and you have him. I have him as of as of right now. Yeah, tell me everything. Him. Tell me so much more. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me start with Dilvi because it's much shorter. Because and I was championing him so hard last week, but there was like this press conference at the end of last season, and Pep basically was like, "Yeah, we're not going to be able to play David as much. Like he's getting old." Like. 
he only played this much for so and so, blah 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 reasons, and it just super sketched me out. And and they just spent, they just had the record transfer of Mares and and Bernardo Silva's already there, and I was just like, I don't fucking know what's gonna happen there. I'm like, he's gonna get rotated in and out. I, I don't want any part of Dilbert. I just like, yeah, I just wonder if that's. If it's hard to imagine from gimmick one though, right? Well, I mean, game week one, he should be in there no matter no, what. Yeah. Because but, no but, Kev do you, and no Dino, yeah. maybe. And but like before a Champions League group, like, do you think he's going to really be like yo-yoing him in and out of the team for like the first handful? I feel like he's like pretty safe for that. At least he's can. definitely safe, I think, especially with Kev going deep into the World Cup. Safe for probably the first like three or four game weeks at minimum. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know how good of a long-term pick he is, and that's kind of the reason you get someone like Dilva. You know what I mean? Like he's a set and forget. He's not yeah, like a, it's not an not Alexis play. out of position. Like oh, I'm gonna get a million points in two weeks or whatever. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. Oh, I mean, then Ozil on the other hand is a great set and forget. It, and according to Nate and logic, he's super nailed. And God, I love Nathan so much. Yeah, I mean, he's just when you look at Ozil's track record of just like 15, 16, 16, 17, like he's an Ericsson type. Like he's just always in there. 200 points in 15, 16, 167 points in 16, 17. Huge drop off last season, but he didn't play as much. And like you look at his like minutes to points scored, it's basically in line with the two seasons prior. And he created so many chances that weren't finished last season. I just got into it. I was basically going on like a dumpster dive of like Laka and Alba, and I was just getting obsessed with Arsenal attack and how fucking good it is. And I love Laka and I love Alba. And I was just like, let's go. Like, another thing that I think turned me is just, and we talked about this in the defensive part, is just City and Chelsea is like, who are they going to start? Like, there's a chance City's backline is like fucking Danilo, Laporte. Otamendi and Zinchenko and like Chelsea I have no fucking idea who's even going to start for them you know it's just like Conte is probably not going to be there and some of their best players aren't going to be there and Courtois might be gone I'm just like I don't know if those how bad those two fixtures are even are for Arsenal I mean they're not great but I don't know if they're as bad as if they'd be if if it was five weeks later in the season you know I think first of all obviously you know how Rock hard, I got for Ozil, so I'm so happy that he's in your team. But I think that point you just made is an incredible one because I'm seeing so many people just like two weeks, like blah blah blah. Then I'm gonna get like, do you know what happens in FPL every week? Like you want seven players every week, and you only got one transfer. Yeah, so exactly. I, the run that they have from game week three on is absurd, stupid. It's actually dumb. So I don't feel that just those two first games are reason enough to not get a player that you like on the team that you think is going to be good. So, yeah, and they're so underpriced. I mean, like like I said, Ozil's, Ozil's the track never record of Ericsson. He's, he's 8'5", yeah. he's a million cheaper. He's, like, Ozil's never been this cheap in the game. Yeah, Laka has a history of scoring over 20 goals for every season he's ever known. He played not that many minutes and had a injured season and a fucked up Arsenal season and he's nine five. Like it's they're all underpriced. Mikatarian seven, that's ridiculous. You know, and it's just I don't think those two fixtures are I, I'm just agreeing with you. I don't think those two fixtures yeah. are enough to stay away from potentially like season long holds in a lot of the Arsenal teams. And I don't know, new manager bounce. Like they're they don't have any World Cup rotation. Like they're fucking ready to go. Like this is their chance, you know? Yeah, I mean well let's 
shift over also into the forwards. Um, I mean, we have OBS at 11 and Locke at 9-5. Also must be said for Locke's defense. Beginning of the season last year, didn't he score basically a goal a game? And then he just got subbed on 60 every minute, and then Wenger just randomly bombed him out of the team? Is that what happened? I think so, yeah. I so mean, like, I, that was weird, because yeah. he was... I mean, it was his first fucking year in England, and he was like... He always looked like he was like okay, and then it's just the I don't know I don't know what happened there. Maybe Vegas. I mean, dude, like we talked about last pod, how like when you look back at Morata's number, it's like he actually had a good first year in the Premier League season. Not great by any stretch, not great, I and mean, the chances he missed were ridiculous. But he was okay for the amount that he played. Laka had the fucking Firmino numbers basically. Yeah, he had fourteen in his first goals ever and, season. He had fourteen yeah. goals, five assists. That's. Tw- 2,200 minutes, like, he was finishing basically at a, a similar, a little less rate than he did when he was scoring 20 goals every single year. Like, I feel like they're just good. Like, Arsenal's just good. So, I mean, OBS should have pens, but... Oh, Laka was scoring every home match. That's what oh, it was. Wow. I just looked up his shit. Okay. Every I, single I guess, home match, he scored one or two goals. I guess similarly to all Arsenal fans, I just blacked yeah, out true. their away performances last that's year. That's true. Yes. Do you think that a million and I mean, if Locke is that's because one thing with Locke and Obs is I mean, if Obs is playing on the left and Locke is playing centrally, I don't know if Pens is one and a half more. I don't know. It, it's something that I previously didn't really talk, think about. I was like, obviously, Aubameyang's incredible and Eleven's fine, but I mean, Locke is that. It's so interesting what one season does, but the player is absolute class and quality, and it is difficult to understand how fucked up mess Arsenal were last year. It was a ridiculous, like, circus. So, yep. you know, Emery coming in, like, new shit and, like, new new times. Lacazette at 9-5, you know. I yeah, good. I mean, we need to figure out the formation and everything, but long story short, I think they're both... Incredible picks. Like Oba, I expect him to be out wide left, just like he was when he was scoring every week last season. He did so much damage. So much damage from that position. Yeah, like that's that's his bread and butter. Like that that doesn't like dampen his his value. I don't think. I think they're both really good picks. I have Laka because I don't think he. I don't think one point five million is is worth it to go to Mm -hmm, Oba. mm And I mean, you know, we're looking at the premium brag. We have Lukaku, who's coming back late. Kane, who's coming back. I mean, I don't know what he's on about. He wants to play game week one. He's a fucking psychopath. Did he say that? Yeah, he's just so dumb. That's hilarious. He wants to just like one of our own, dude. He wants to just like claim more goals that he didn't score. Just whatever. But there aren't a ton of options in the premium price bracket that are really viable for game week one teams. So, I mean, going with Arsenal, you know, I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dave Cullen wrote in about it, and I think it's it's being overlooked that they have basically no one that played in the World Cup. Yeah. And, I mean, Ozil played. He played two games for Germany. Ospina's not relevant. I don't give a shit about him. And no one else on their attack played a single fucking game. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, and that's, that's a that's serious thing. That's really good. That's, like, that's a huge thing, that they're training and 100% fit and blah, 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 and all these other guys are... Coming back late, not fit, tired, like not practice, new manager, like all this shit. I, I, I think Arsenal's a good place to invest. Yeah, the only th- it's so funny because the World Cup throws a spanner in the works, but normally Arsenal would be like, 
they have a lot of good assets, but like all these other teams are so stable and they have a new manager. Right. So, right. but now it's like that's less of a bad thing than teams that are ravaged by World Cup. So, exactly. I'd so much rather have that. Yeah. Yeah. And Emery came in early. That's so important too. Like, it's not sorry who just literally got there. Just got yeah. there. Like, implementing a new system and everything in like three weeks. Like, that's intense. I have no idea how that's their players are going to handle that or what Chelsea are going to look like. Like he, Emery's been there. He's bought guys that he likes. A lot of these Dortmund guys have played together already. Like it, It's just good, I think. It's just good. So what do you think about the Kuhn versus Jesus? Do you still have Kuhn in there? I don't have Kuhn in there. Locke is my most expensive forward, but I still love Kuhn and think he's a fabulous pick and definitely... You know, off the top of my head, I would say he's ahead of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, I'm still on Aguero. I just, God, he's so good. He's just so good. I mean, like, I want to hang think, out with him. Yeah, I know you do. I just, I want to just like, in Argentina be friends. Not in a yeah. weird way. Like nothing sexual. <laughs> just like, let's hang out, dude. Yeah, we'll exactly. have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it could happen one day. One well, day. when we go on tour and pod in Manchester, maybe we can like set up a little meet and greet with Kuhn. But yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty defensible to if you're not going to go with Salah, which is a huge structural decision that everyone kind of has to make before game week one. I think it's very defensible to go into the season with Aguero as your captain, like pretty much every week, yeah. and then take it from there. Yeah, I mean the fixtures are such that that's fine and yeah, and the consistency. I mean, it's Aguero. Like yeah. he's he's he done this for he, five yeah. consecutive seasons. You know, like that's just what he does. Hope he doesn't miss pens this year. Didn't he miss pens? Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. He didn't miss any penalties. No, I think he did, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, and in premium, yeah, Jesus is just whatever. Lukaku's gone. Kane's gone. Bob. We kind of yeah, talked about Bob's Bob probably the last premium guy to talk about, but we kind of already talked about him. Yeah, it? it's just, I mean, he's fine, and I think it's a fine thing to have. It's just not the upside. Yeah, we kind of touched on it, I feel like, last pod when we both had Murata in at that time. It's just like not Bob's style to potentially score over 20 goals. That's just like not the kind of player he is and not what he's asked to do for Klopp in the system. And Versus like Laka, Murata, same price, or Murata's 0.5 cheaper, like they could absolutely score over 20 goals. He's in 37% of teams. Firmino? <laughs> Whoa. Ugh. Is that number one? Yeah, it's number one forward. Holy Whoa. shit. Well, well, you'll be in my camp this exciting. I like what happened with me last year. I owned him for a while and then I got rid of him early because he wasn't doing anything. And then you owned him for like two too months. long. And he was awful, like in the awful. fall. And then I just wouldn't get him back because I just was just spurn lover and everyone else was just laughing at the bank. Yeah, by the end of the season, I think he was the highest highest owned forward. Yeah. Ugh, fuck. Fuck me. Yeah, dude. Premiums in. Pod preseason pods in. We loved the Patreon responses that we got and everyone telling us how you wanted us to structure the pod. This this yes. format won by miles. And I'm glad we yeah. did this because we were talking about doing team by team again. Yeah, we were going to do team by team or do each pod by position. We weren't sure, and our our patrons spoke loud and clear. So that's yeah, a good no, job I hope that. you guys like this, this way, just because it does, I guess, give it a little bit more variation because we're touching on like more, you know, just more shit going on than just like this is Fulham, and then we talk about like you know 
guys who suck for like five minutes. Right. Anyway, um, any shouts? What do we? Let's wrap it up. I'm looking. I'm looking through if there's any quick questions to jump on. But honestly, we like just covered every single premium player. I think we basically talked about all of this stuff. So we'll uh, do mid price. Right. We'll do mid price next week. So we'll do five million five and five goalkeepers. Five. No, oh, yeah. the five goalkeepers. Five and five five defenders. Maybe what do you think? Like six five to eight five mids, and then six five to eight. Yeah, and then like, I mean, forwards might be short. I don't know if you want to do forwards. Sevens. Will be like we should include like the seven. Zahas, so we okay. should go like seven to yeah, nine. Like s- seven to nine. I that guess works. that's just yeah, a few guys. That works. Yeah. And then uh, we'll do that. Let's just do. You want to just say your current tinker really quick, and I'll say mine. Yeah, I'm on uh, De Gea. I have Robertson, Van Dyke, Smalling, Valencia, Tompkins at defense. I've got Erickson, Salah, Mkhitaryan, Masuaku, and Nate Chalaba in midfield. And I love Chalo. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he's playing. You know, it's just a four or five, whatever, right now. And then I have Kuhn and Tosun. With Kamara up top, I'm in a very slightly sketchy five three two with James Tompkins as a start every week player, which is a little bit terrifying. But the fixtures are good for a long time. Fixtures so, are absurd, so I'm not sure if I will stick with that formation. But right now, it's what I'm at. What do you got, dude? From game week eight on, Palace, and that's like really when Roy started roying. Palace were seventh best in goals conceded, seventh most clean sheets, fifth best in non-penalty expected goals against. Tompkins tied for fourth most cleans of defenders in that time. Yeah, I mean when we have Sacco in there, it's just a tight unit, even with Hennessy and his. You guys fucking were fucking. Nightmare. There's, yeah, with yeah. Palace and their fixtures and that record, I think investing in Palace is really good. Yep, and I think we'll, PV has an option too. We'll talk about it next week, but we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, my, my current tinker's Ederson and a 4-0 goalkeeper. Valencia, Rabo, Coleman, Smalling, <laughs> Tompkins. Planning to start four, so Tompkins not start every week. Oh, actually, no. I As of now, I'm in a 5-4-1 also. Oh, my God. What am I doing? I, I mean, this is, It's just I'm in a 5-4-1 right now. It's just tinker season. I don't know what's going on. My mids are Salah, Ozil, Walcott, Sané. Theo. Yeah, and, and a 4-5... Fifth mid, and my forwards are Laka and then Chaz Austin and Kamara. So Chaz just coming in off the bench every fucking you know every chance he gets, he's coming in off the bench and scoring goals for me. That's, that's tough, but you know, Chaz. Yeah, it's this is far from final. Needless to say, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll be here with our new tankers next week. Although yeah. I honestly have not really changed my team in a few days for the first time in a while. In like the whole, I changed off my team a few times today as I was like looking shit up it. and you know, doing some research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I changed it a few times. Yeah. Um, let me slap some asses. New patron Patreon signups. New patrons: um, Michael Halfhide, Ben Mayo, Love Mayo, Jeff Walker, and Andrew Ogden. Dude, A.K.A. Bogdan, the goalie. OG in. I can't wait to chat with him all the time. Yeah, OG, so, Palace guy, Merchant. Pa- right? More Palace rep in the Slack. I will never kick that out of bed. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's it. We'll be back next week, right? Yep. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL Sports and Patreon.com slash FMLPL. And cheese.